The world of work is changing fast. Virtual reality, 3D printing, advanced robotics, and network machines. These are just a few of the technologies that have created a whole new set of possibilities for business. Now more than ever, companies need creative thinkers with digital savvy and strong science and technology skills to make this fourth industrial revolution a reality. On this audio series, we're talking to three young people who are using their STEM education to follow their passions. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Kevin Semple. Kevin is a 24-year-old electrical engineer who specializes in technical product development and is taking a one-year sabbatical to travel across Canada on Actua's Makermobile, sharing his passion for technology with youth. Kevin, welcome. Thank you, Jennifer. How are you? Good. Thank you. How did you make the decision to go into engineering? When did you get turned on to engineering as a field of study? Well, I think that started back in my childhood. I remember my mom bought me a remote control truck for Christmas one year, maybe when I was about six or seven years old. And I took the truck apart just to see what was on the inside. I remember I couldn't put it back together, but that didn't bother me. It really bothered my mom. I was just really happy to see what was on the inside and try to figure out what all the different components were doing. And from that point on, I remember always taking my toys apart, especially the electronic ones. And I think that really spurred my interest in electronics. Was that something that was then encouraged? Did anyone recognize that capacity or interest in you and try to encourage it? I wouldn't say it was really encouraged. I do remember my mom saying she wasn't going to buy me any more expensive electronics, (laughs) but I think I found a way to take things apart on my own. I know I had video games that would stop working and I would take it apart to see if I could fix it. Sometimes I could, sometimes I couldn't. But I think just this desire inside me and also the TV shows I was watching at the time, there were Shows like Metabots, where kids ran around with robots that followed them around and followed their commands. So in a way, I wanted to be like what I saw on TV. As you went into your engineering studies, what are some of the things that surprised you about actually getting in and being able to have the theory behind taking things apart? Not understanding anything that was going on in class. You know, I thought I was a smart kid when I got to university, And I quickly realized that there was a lot I didn't know. And it was a humbling experience, especially being a know-it-all as a a little kid. I realized there was a lot to learn and it was very challenging, but I was used to overcoming challenges. And also I really loved video games and sports and was very competitive. So to me, it was just another challenge that needed to be overcome so that I could win. You're also a breakdancer. Can you talk about how that has come into your life and what kind of a role it's played in your studies and career path? When I was in high school, I discovered breakdancing or b-boying as we call it. At the time, I was a pretty quiet, reserved kid. But when you're a b-boy or a b-girl and when you're dancing in general, you're not just dancing for yourself, you're dancing in front of other people. So I was exposed to that kind of environment where I needed to be comfortable with my own movement so that I could perform in front of other people. And that translated directly into better skills in front of a classroom, delivering presentations. And I also learned that it was good to stand out because when you're dancing, you want everyone to recognize you, not just for what you're wearing, but how you move and how you're dancing. That way they don't need to see your face, they can see your moves and know it's you. And I think that really helped me going forward because whenever I was doing a project, whenever I was talking with friends. I always wanted to make sure I was standing out, but also standing out with a high degree of excellence. Because when you're dancing, you want to have good execution, 
and you don't want to make mistakes. You've talked a lot about the kinds of skills and competencies that you've developed and that you have, whether that's speaking in front of people or standing out or commitment to excellence. Can you talk about how those skills have served you and what other types of competencies and skills you think are important to thrive in today's workforce? Having experience being a quiet, shy kid and then moving into a position where I was more outspoken and confident I've developed a type of social awareness where I can detect those kinds of people in the room and I can bring them into conversation and make sure that they're included, especially in technical discussions where they might feel like they can't speak up. And also not being afraid to step out and take a chance when I have an idea, especially when I'm in a room with senior designers or senior management, because I know that I want to stand out and sometimes you have to take that leap of faith and take a risk but also know that what you've studied and what you know has value. Because when someone brings you into a conversation or allows you to sit in, in a room with them, it's not because they're, they don't trust you, they don't believe you. They believe that you have what it takes to be there. So it's important to recognize that and use that to take that extra leap of faith and you know, involve yourself in the discussion. Tell us how you came to the decision to spend the year traveling across the country talking to kids about technology and engineering. After about two years plus one year of internship with the same company, I realized that although I was good at what I was doing, I wasn't able to encounter the same type of mental challenges that I need to keep myself engaged. I spent the first couple years developing my competency And then when it reached a high level, I was just looking for something new, something more engaging. And I was lucky enough to come across the Makermobile and Actua and found that this type of challenge would be something that would be new and engaging for me. And I also really love to travel. I've traveled to about 12 countries in the past two years, and I've been able to dance in the majority of those countries. And I haven't even seen all of my own country. So this gives me a chance to do both, hit one of my personal interests and a technical and academic challenge as well. I also love tinkering and I love the whole maker movement. So the idea that I get to work with kids with microelectronics, with programming, that just makes me happy. Can you describe what the maker movement is and why you see that developing skills that are so useful for youth in the future? The maker movement is essentially this idea that we can make things out of cheap materials and make things that are useful and needed in our society today. So right now you can go out and you can buy a little microcontroller, a little tiny computer that has the ability to power all kinds of sensors that can read information and then you can plug these into actuators that can make things move. This whole idea that we have problems that we need to fix It's sort of contrasted with all of this technology that is just sitting right there waiting for people like you and me and kids even to come and start making things. And especially with the access to the internet, you can learn how to make whatever it is you want to make, you know, just by logging in and looking for a tutorial or a video. Why do you think it's important that we get youth engaged at a young age in these types of experiences? I think a lot of youth haven't really thought about what it is they could do. You know, for me, myself, I didn't have an engineer in my life to tell me, hey, this is what engineers do. I sort of stumbled upon it, and I was very lucky that I did, but I know there are some youth out there who have never even thought about becoming an engineer or getting into science because they think they don't have what it takes. 
So something like the maker movement where we can introduce kids to the aspects of STEM early on, we can get them thinking about what it's like to be an engineer, thinking about creating and inventing using science, technology, math, and engineering. And we can maybe inspire the next set of Google employees or the next set of, of inventors in, in artificial intelligence or robotics or whatever it may be. What do you see for yourself and your future career path? This is obviously going to be a very exciting year for you as you travel across the country. What's next? You know, I've given a bit of thought to what's next. I've thought about some type of merger between entrepreneurship and software development or entrepreneurship and technology. I haven't quite figured out what it's going to look like, but I know I'm, I want to learn more about how businesses run and how I can contribute to this wonderful world of technology. Thank you so much, Kevin, for sharing your story. It's very inspiring, and it makes me want to go out and make something. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. What Kevin's story demonstrates is that he can articulate the kinds of skills that he's developed as a result of very diverse experiences and that bringing that all together creates a package or an approach to work that is really going to drive future innovation in Canada. If you enjoyed this interview today with Kevin, I really encourage you to listen to the other podcasts in this series with other inspiring young people who are driving future innovation in Canada. <laughs>